Hi, and welcome to another episode of Chart of Fortune, the astrology podcast where I look at the moments and things that made pop culture. I'm your host, Elise Blaylock, and I think at almost a year of podcasting, it's time to come clean about a random pop culture moment I hope you remember. I should say this, that I hate when people test their relationships. Like, teehee, I have to make sure it's the real deal by being a shady asshole. Like, we get it. You're you're probably a Scorpio. You trust no one. You love a mind game. And I love that for you. I love you for it. This is a weird test of our relationship, dear listener, because this episode, I'm covering the incredibly niche reality TV show, Ashley Page, colon, Bikini or Bust, that aired on TLC in 2008. The thing is, you probably didn't watch this show. And it's not readily available on YouTube or a streaming service that I could find. There are clips scattered by the four winds throughout YouTube, but they're like 30 seconds long. But make no mistake here, Ashley Page is a late 2000s staple in Los Angeles pop culture lore. And just because you were not glued to Bikini or Bust because it was summertime and you had friends, unlike myself, does not mean that you don't know who she is. There is this concept when we talk about history, it's called a through line. It's something that connects a story or series of events. A through line could be a character or a theme, but in this case, the through line that is through realities TV shows from the 2000s is Ashley Page herself. If you're sitting here and being like, I'm turning this off, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, then just bear with me for one more second. If you don't believe me, then ask yourself if you have seen any of the following reality TV shows of the 2000s. The Hills, Rock of Love with Bret Michaels, LA Inc. with Kat Von D, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, that weird Janice Dickinson show that was supposed to be like Tyra's modeling show, but it's something else entirely. Okay, of course you have seen at least one of those shows. You're listening to this podcast, aren't you? Then can I blow your mind? You've seen Ashley Page. And that's why I'm doing this episode. Because rarely is there someone who is just like hanging out in the wings of so many reality shows trying to make a name for themselves. Like Jonathan Chevin wishes. Like Brittany fucking Gastineau wishes she appeared briefly on half the number of reality shows that Ashley has. And like I really like Brittany Gastineau in the same vague appreciative way. You know, you feel about someone who parks next to your car, but they don't make it impossible for you to get in or out of your vehicle. Brittany isn't out here setting the world on fire, and frankly, neither am I, but we've committed ourselves to doing the bare fucking minimum to be considered a decent human. So cheers to me and cheers to Brittany. But Ashley Pays, she isn't a basic bitch like Brittany or myself. Oh no. For one, she makes crocheted, okay, they're technically knit, but crocheted bikinis, which is so deliciously niche and frankly so perfect for the culture of excess that was Los Angeles and the West Coast in 2008. Can you really wear a crocheted bikini in chlorine water and not degrade the fabric quality? I actually don't know. As someone who has exclusively purchased swimsuits from Target, I'm clearly not wealthy enough to have that insight. But more importantly, Ashley Page is a Florida native hurricane of a human. She is some kind of mythical creature, part docile animal lover, part collector of vintage banties that smell like pall malls, part midday drinking margaritas and paying for those margaritas with bounce checks for $8. So how does this woman and her Willie Nelson vintage t-shirt get her own TLC show? 
A show that has everything a 2000s messy girl would live for. Labor law issues, sketchy landlords, and over-reliance on esoteric practices in lieu of most accounting or management principles. And how does she end up on a bunch of classic reality shows? Well, that is what this episode is. Let me tell you. A little background on our girl. Ashley grew up in Pensacola. She was a creative child. In the documentary Peace, Love, and Bikinis, Ashley's mom mentions that Ashley brought home stray dogs and animals as a child, um, and she was really passionate about that. Eventually, Ashley got into art school, and she graduated with two degrees with honors. She decides to move to Los Angeles, and her first job there is dancing at Jumbo's, a.k.a. Jumbo's Clown Room. It's a non-naked strip club that kind of has like a burlesque vibe. She makes friends with fellow dancers and clients, all of whom encourage her to start her dream business, making crocheted knit bikinis. If you're like feeling the vibe of this, then you need to stop what you're doing. You need to go to Voodoo, which it turns out is free, and you need to watch Peace, Love, and Bikinis, which is about her life and also free. At some point, Ashley decides to take her dream on the road. Okay, basically, she quits her job at Jumbo's, which is technically, like, in Little Armenia, and she eventually gets a storefront in Hollywood about two miles away. A small staff of way too many assistants, two crocheters, and several dogs help Ashley try to get celebrities and fashion magazines to become fans and her brand to break through. As a side note here, I was not able to find a birth chart for Ashley Page, and she doesn't like list her birthday anywhere, so my best guess is that Ashley is an Aries sun, Pisces moon. I feel really strongly about the fact that she must have Pisces in her big three. During the documentary I just mentioned, Peace, Love, Bikinis, she mentions that she gets really upset when she even just thinks about leaves falling off trees, like it really hurts her. Those intense emotional feelings coupled with her undying love of animals, she herself has 11 rescue dogs, a kitten for the store because it's good karma, and runs a rescue dog fostering organization, felt like her big three had to have Pisces in it. But she also has that dark humor that feels very evolved Pisces to me, because during the documentary, she jokes about cigarettes being too expensive, because, quote, you should be able to kill yourself for free. And the Aries sun is the fact that Ashley loses her shit with people on a regular basis. She is driven to be successful and make a ton of money and have the world see how talented she is and fall in love with her designs. But if something goes awry, not gonna lie to you, Ashley has a fire sign temper. She yells at people, she talked mad shit to an employee who peaced out early claiming that the lady is not a team player for making poof balls for every design of bikini. Like, shouldn't this bitch know that every bikini should have poof balls on it, either on the ass or on, like, the ties? Come on now. Now, this is not to say that all Aries have anger issues, because that is not true. But if you are someone who have a sun and a moon and they don't really form a connection with each other, then it takes a lot of emotionality from her moon and the intensity of her sun, and those require a tremendous amount of self-knowledge and patience to navigate. And it's clear that Ashley, at least at the time she's making the show, isn't quite there yet. Now, at some point, Ashley hires some serious PR team people, and this is the turning point of when she becomes a fixture on TV shows. There is a 10-month period where she appears on five different reality shows, and I figured I'd kind of run through those quickly. So through the magic of our repressed television show memories, we'll ride on some kind of Mr. Rogers neighborhood trolley, but instead it's a 2008 hot pink Escalade right back onto North Cahuenga Boulevard in Los Angeles. Are you ready? Okay. Ashley makes her reality TV debut on two episodes of season three of Janice Dickinson's show, which is called the Janice Dickinson Modeling Agency. 
And during these episodes, several models are hired to shoot her catalog. But Janice and Ashley get into a fight when Janice refuses to participate in the photo shoot because she's like kind of fucking busy hosting the show, Ashley. The two episodes, episode four, Models and Morals, and episode five, Model Mayhem, aired in late December 2007. And about a month later, we see Ashley Page on season two, episode two of The Hills called When You Least Expect It. Elsie and Whitney, but mostly Elsie, are recruited by their Teen Vogue boss to help with Ashley's fashion show. Elsie, as we know, is fresh off a summer romance with Jason, but like it ended, and she is still being known as the girl who did not go to Paris, so Elsie is eager to please and make a good impression. And she does just that with Ashley Page. Elsie redeems her Aquarius cat eye ass by digging out the wick of a gigantic green wicked money candle. It's from the witch store across the street. Elsie offers to go buy a new one, but like they don't open till 10, obviously. She also adds applique flowers to a black mesh umbrella and answers the phone. And to Elsie's credit, she does not chew Ashley out when Ashley flat out says that Elsie is an intern who knows absolutely nothing. Are you getting the Pisces Aries continuum here? That Pisces money candle, we absolutely need to clear it out despite the fact that we're en route to a fashion show and we don't need a live flame. But then again, Aries, live flame. Also, Aries on a deadline, little prone to getting feisty. This is also, and this is unrelated, but the episode where Lauren and Brody go on their first date. She wears a silk scarf tunic and leggings that season one Vanderpump Rules servers would have given their left arm to wear instead. Leggings and a black almond toe pump. Lauren really was a woman of the people. Pop culture bathing suit enthusiast did catch a bit of a breather after the hills aired to celebrate you know a couple of major holidays until july 29th 2007 when rock of love season one episode three aired this was on vh1 brett takes two contestants brandy and a woman who identifies as the name rodeo to see his good friend ashley page's hollywood store and pick out some cool new swimwear Brett makes a disgusting erection joke and told the camera he had to make sure the ladies liked the suits by groping them. On this same date, we also learned that the woman named Rodeo has an herb garden, numerous childhood blood transfusions, and a special relationship with her grandma. The only thing more unrealistic than the idea that Brandy or Rodeo will form a lasting commitment with Brett Michaels is the notion that Ashley Page and Brett Michaels ever hung out with each other. I feel like Ashley's just like too cool for Brett. A month later, the hardcore LA vibes continue on LA Inc.'s season one, episode four, which aired on August 8th, 2007. There is drama between Kat and her incompetent employees, which is actually every fucking episode of LA Inc., but Kat finds a moment to step away to try on some swimsuit and to have Ashley Page so thoughtfully comment that Kat lost weight, specifically in her boobs, but she looks fucking amazing. Like, thanks, girl. But I saved the best reality TV show for last, and that is Season 1, Episode 3, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, that aired on October 8th, 2007. This episode is known as Brody in the House, and it features Kim, Chloe, Courtney, and Chris lying about going to Cabo to do a bikini shoot. The Mexican mix misadventures begin when Chris takes Joe Francis's phone call from jail for a photo shoot that's part of the Girls Gone Wild franchise. The Kardashians will be the face of the new swimwear line he's creating with Ashley Page. That Joe Francis is such a problem solver. What could an intoxicated and exploited woman need more than a bikini when she's topless? All hail the sleazy king of the late night blue screen ad for his film, Oeuvre. 
We learn so much here that Joe Francis's home in Mexico might be a tax shelter, that Ashley Page's swimsuits are carried in the original Kardashian dash door, and that Brody might have overcommitted to watching Kylie and Kendall. While the ladies are posing in swimsuits on the beach, Brody is being whipped with a belt, not kidding, and having his friend Frankie film Kylie swinging on a stripper pole installed in their Calabasas home. Also, not kidding. The shoot in Mexico is tension-filled, and that's to be expected because it's a long day for people named Kardashian who don't work for a living. And a bikini designer who has spent more time changing in and out of several swimsuits than directing the photo shoot. But finally, the Kardashian girls and Ashley agree on a photo for her upcoming billboard. And from all of these spectacular, hard-hitting, okay, from all of these early 2000s reality show moments, they all paved the way for Ashley's own TLC show, Ashley Page, colon, Bikini or Bust. The show premiered on July 8th and is a Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Aqua Rising. The first thing that caught my eye, because instead of the holy water signs and also like weird callback to the like Scorpio Sun, Cancer Moon from the Newlyweds episode, listen if you haven't already. But the first thing that caught my eye in this chart is that the chart of Ashley Page Bikini or Bust television show has Neptune and Aquarius. And because Aquarius is the rising sign, that means Neptune is in the first house of this birth chart. As we know from many episodes, Neptune symbolizes our dreams, but it's also associated with film and television. So it's kind of no surprise that a television show has Neptune in the first house of self. After all, those previous reality TV show spots are what put Ashley's brand on the map and what got her this show in the first place. I also want to talk about the fact that the chart has Jupiter and Capricorn in the 12th house. Now, there are certain astrologers that will say that this is a sign of being wealthy, but it would happen through other people or like unexpected luck. The idea is that the 12th house is hidden to us. And we've also talked about it being a place of like confinement or imprisonment. And with Jupiter there, though, it's it could be about unexpected windfalls. But if you have watched this show then you will know that Ashley is constantly behind on rent. She is paying her employees like way, way, way behind. And she is constantly stressed about money. So as the French would say, what the fuck gives? How is this a show about a woman who meets her landlord, Big Daddy Carlos, the owner of the building, and his in his restaurant named Velvet Margarita because she isn't paying her rent, but she is giving him $8 bounce checks for margaritas there. Like how, what's going on with Jupiter? In a word, retrograde. In two words, Jupiter retrograde. Can I? Okay, I feel like retrogrades are the astrology reverse readings of tarot cards. Does that like make sense to you? Like some astrologers don't look at a retrograde planet, but I feel like there can be a lot of information here, especially if it's a more like um, close planet like Mars, Venus, Mercury, not um, those outer planets that, that could really give us some information about the chart. And this is a real thing. If you ever hear an interpretation of a planet in a particular sign or a planet in a house, and it's really not matching your experience, go ahead, check that that planet is not retrograde in your birth chart. Because if it is, then all the interpretations you're getting might not apply to you. Because when a planet is retrograde, it has like a completely different energy and vibe to it. When we see Jupiter retrograde, we want to think of those Jupiterian themes, but they aren't like completely evolved or fully baked, or they are opposite to the normal interpretations that we see. 
So as we know, Jupiter, great expander of the galaxy, lover of philosophy and ideals, it's the Red Bull vodka at 1am in a nightclub where you rally and you start to dance despite your platform heels hurting like a fucking bitch. But Jupiter retrograde does not get that boost while it's traveling backwards through a sign. Instead, Jupiter retrograde in the birth chart can be someone who doesn't get that Jupiterian-like confidence. They might be unsure in their beliefs or they might not have that Jupiterian swagger that makes people feel like entitled to certain things or like really comfortable in their self. It often feels to me like Ashley Page is a very talented designer. She has a very clear vision for her line. She knows who she is. She knows who her aesthetic is. She knows what customer is buying that. She knows what is on trend. But there's like this weird energy around money. It feels like Ashley's not clear on her financials. It's very hidden to her. Ashley, like so many of us, is able to see the utilitarian need of money because we live in a capitalist society. But part of me like is watching these clips and feeling like she could have the most successful business on earth and she would still run into money issues. The other part of this equation in the 12th house Jupiter moment is that that 12th house Jupiter is forming a direct opposition to the charts, sun sign and cancer in the sixth house. So we're looking at a sun Jupiter opposition and that can be someone who goes too far, high Jupiter, and then gets bailed out by other people. And the sun in sixth has themes around employees because that's something that the sixth house rules. We see this as Ashley takes on way too many employees. She has several assistants, interns that she can no way afford. In the documentary, they send out invitations to a fashion show and she's like four assistants and none of them put the date and time on the invitation. Like she has a lot of people and not all of them are really working for her in a real way. So it's that kind of energy. This birth chart also features the moon in the sign of Scorpio in the 10th house. Now, some old school astrologers like our problematic 70s aunt, Linda Goodman. Okay, you know Aunt Linda. She's got hash brownies, beaded curtains. Yes. Okay, that Aunt Linda would give you an old school interpretation. And she'd be like, your moon in your 10th of career and public image means that your mom's like really helping out on the career front. And maybe that's true for some people. Like Kaya Gerber, can you let me know if you have your moon in the 10th house? I would love that. But I'm bringing this up because if you watch the show, you know that for Ashley, her mother does not advance her career. She mistakenly buys steer manure instead of potting soil for the plants in Ashley's store. TLC even marketed the show on like in ads and print saying, if it's not one thing, it's her mother. But before you get the impression that I am somehow bashing Mama Paige, she's a total cheerleader for Ashley, which is a more modern interpretation, and that might fit the show's 10th house moon placement. The moon can often symbolize our more supportive parent, and this is clearly Ashley's mom. A Racked LA article shares this interpretation, saying, quote, Luckily, she isn't going it alone. Her mother, Leah, who lives with Ashley, serves up loving advice and an endless amount of freshly baked treats. But another thing we might want to look at when we see the moon in the 10th house is that emotional, like our emotional health and needs that symbolize the moon. And there is no way to watch this gut-wrenching show and not think about the emotional experience that this is for Ashley, whose business is completely on display for viewers. She, as I've said, is behind on payroll. She cannot produce swimsuits fast enough. She sees her suits in magazine after magazine but instead of being excited that people are going to see her swimsuit and call her and order one, she is petrified that she will never get out ahead of her orders. And this theory that the moon is less about 
Mama Page, and more about Ashley is supported by the fact that the asteroid, yes, there is an asteroid that Ashley, same spelling, is in a wide conjunction with that moon. So it's like the person that that is Ashley, symbolized by the asteroid, is very close to the moon, and that makes me feel like it's about Ashley herself. I also think that this birth chart has a nod to all of those reality show appearances that led Ashley to getting her own show. And that placement is the Midheaven in Sagittarius in the 11th house, which deals with themes of community. This placement, Midheaven in 11th, is about networking. And with the Midheaven ruling career and its image, it's about being successful through your community and network. Just as a general note, by the way, your midheaven is going to be like in some of the last houses in your chart. I think the earliest it can be is the ninth, and I think the latest it can be is the 12th. So it's not like it can be in any part of your chart, but it can be in certain different charts depending on what house system you use. So that's something to look for. As a fun note, having the midheaven in Sagittarius could also be a note, like a nod to the traditional Sagittarius notion of long distance travel, people buying swimsuits for vacations across the globe. In the documentary, Ashley mentions that she, she has clients all over the world, including the Middle East. The thesis here is Ashley makes a ton of connections in the industry, in pop culture, in fashion, and those connections lead her to reality TV show spots, which lead her to her own show. And this whole, like, you know, reality TV show, like, backdoor approach that they had is an open secret. There's an, a brief article with Ashley Page for W Magazine, and it discusses this pretty frankly. They wrote, quote, Page is under no illusions about where she'd be without all of her tawdry PR tactics. If I didn't have as much reality exposure, she says, I probably would have gone under. And I'm not here to judge. Like, our girl loves a witchcraft moment. She loves a crocheted bikini and a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. And she wasn't afraid to take her unkempt curly hair and her cargo pants and put herself out there. And on a similar note to that, Ashley even published a book about how to make your own crochet bikinis called Sexy Little Knits, colon, Chic Designs to Knit and Crochet. The cover features a quote from Carmen Electra saying, Ashley Page's knits melt onto your body. I was excited to see when I pulled up this chart, if the show's chart had a third house placement that would allude to this book, because the third house rules publishing and writing. Aries is the third house ruler for this chart, but the plant chart has no planets in the third house, so there are no planets or placements in Aries. So when that happens, as you know, you want to look to the planet that rules that sign. Mars is the ruling planet of Aries, and in this chart, it's in the sign of Virgo, and it's forming a very close conjunction to Saturn, also in Virgo, and this is all happening in the spooky ooky 8th house. Saturn and Mars conjunct the 8th house? Girl, you are going to need a velvet margarita from Big Daddy Carlos, okay? It is not the most auspicious. It's, at best, it can imply that there's like hard work, that's Saturn, tenacity, endurance, that's Mars, and that that will lead to profits from other people or resources from other people later in your life. So like, hold on, kitty cat, it's going to happen, maybe. But in this case, I don't think, having looked on Amazon.com, that this book was incredibly successful. It was not on the bestsellers list, and it wasn't something that really like revolutionized her business model. Six months after the show aired in July, so there were 12 episodes total, and they started on July 11th, 2008, which we talked about, and there were two episodes um, every week. After the show goes off the air in July, Ashley launches a licensing deal with Target for swimsuits and cover-ups, and that's right around the end of 20, 2008 in December. 
The next year, in 2009, she and Heidi Montag launch a collection together that Heidi rocked while appearing on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And if you follow my stories, there was a really cute photo of uh, Heidi in a bikini. And I have the whole story for that collection at the very end of this episode. You can hear it from Ashley herself. But just a few years later, in 2014, things were a little more 8th house Saturn Venus energy. Ashley told her Instagram followers she was abandoning her showroom on Sunset, saying she'd rather go back to Jumbo's than work there. And she meant it. She took a photo, very Instagram thirsty, with her cute polished feet in like Lucite stripper shoes and put them like juxtaposed them in front of her store. So if her Instagram of now is to be believed, however, Ashley spends most of her time in Colorado with horses rescuing animals. I'm going to end the episode by saying, and this is totally my 2000s nostalgia talking, but I, I kind of want Ashley to make a comeback. Like, I feel like the time is right for Ashley to make a resurgence. I, for one, could totally see Hailey Bieber rocking a lime green crochet beanie, bikini on a yacht. The store free people and I both miss you, Ashley. Well, that is all for this topic. Join me Friday for a new mini episode in my series, Summer Fridays, where I recap the 2003 reality TV show, Rich Girls. Uh, we are coming up on episode five, which is kind of surreal. Each week, I rewatch an episode of the show and I offer some astrology of that moment. This week, we will talk about a sick puppy and the actual origins of the show, Rich Girls. Thank you for listening to Chart of Fortune. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at chartoffortune at gmail.com or on my Instagram, Chart of Fortune. Please subscribe and leave a rating and review. It helps other listeners find a new weekly way to ignore their obnoxious coworkers. And if you DM me a picture of your rating and review, I will mail you an adorable glow-in-the-dark sticker. This podcast is written, edited, and performed by me, Elise Blaylock. So if you hate it, I kind of have to take that personally. Until next time, I love you like Ashley Page loves ending her fashion shows with a dog, which is an irrational and exuberant kind of love. Bye!